Turning point, Joseph was called by God when he was only 17 through dreams. But he was so arrogant to share the dream even to his parents that the dream said that all of you will bow down to me. His brothers then were against him. Jealous, of course, because the father made him favorite. At one time, they wanted to kill him, but instead they opted to sell him as a slave. From a rich boy, favorite of the father, became a slave. But Joseph, instead of complaining, instead of losing faith in God, he made the most of the situation. He became a slave in the bodyguards, the chief bodyguard's house, which was Potiphar's house. He was elevated and promoted because he worked very well, I would assume, that he was promoted as the chief of everything under Potiphar. In fact, the scripture said Potiphar, the chief bodyguard of Pharaoh, would only concern himself with the food that he would eat. In fact, Joseph took care of everything that the boss needed not worry about anything. If I meet a Joseph, I want to hire a Joseph and make him general manager of everything that I have. Because all I had to do is eat and maybe exercise. But Potiphar's wife seduced Joseph, and Joseph said, No, how can I sin against God, he said that, and against my master, against my boss, Potiphar, how can I do that? You see, he still saw the goodness of God, even though he was sold as a slave by his brothers. Instead of complaining, he still had a good heart. Can you say a good heart? Nowhere do we see that he had bitterness. Nowhere did we see that he complained against God and he hated life. Nowhere do we see it. He remained to have a good heart. Say it again, a good heart. So he rejected the seduction of Potiphar's wife. And take note, Scripture said that Potiphar's wife seduced him every day. How persistent, right? Have you met anybody so persistent in seduction? <laughs> so persistent. Perhaps Joseph, well, it's not perhaps, the Bible did say he looked good. He was handsome in appearance and form. But he said no. Then he was framed for rape by Potiphar's wife. Well, what is there to lose now for Joseph? He lost his father's house. He lost his family. Now that he was making a reputation for himself, would even lose his reputation in public. There was no name left for Joseph. Nothing left. Nothing. He was sent to prison. I think it's a first-class prison because that's where they send the offenders of Pharaoh's officials were sent there. It's just me, I think. But while he was in prison, 
he was elevated once again. He found favor in the chief jailer's eyes, the warden. So he was put again in charge. Again, there's that leadership thing in Joseph. He did his work well, and he would lead the other prisoners. Servanthood, leadership, a good heart. Then we know that the chief maker and the chief cupbearer of Pharaoh would be sent to prison and Joseph would encounter them and interpret their dreams. Because Joseph made the most of every situation. He did not complain. And he used his gifts. He used his gifts with, uh, uh, with the baker and the, the cupbearer. And somehow God has given us gifts. And if we use them to serve others, God will open more doors for us. Whereas if we keep it to ourselves, if we always wait for the highest bidder for our employment before we give our best, then God will not open the doors for you. I believe it is in Proverbs as well. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will not stand before mere men. He will stand before kings. Very much like Joseph. Let's go to the sermon. I've entitled this Turning Point. Because this would be the turning point. Thirteen years as a slave and as a prisoner. This would be Joseph's turning point. Can you say turning point? God allows us to have turning points in our lives if we cooperate with God's Word. If we follow God's Word as we grow in His plan for us, God gives us these turning points. Sometimes it's plural. For Joseph, this is it. The ultimate turning point of his life. God gave Pharaoh two dreams about the future in the same night. And these dreams troubled Pharaoh. And he sent for all his magicians to interpret the dreams. But no one could. No one could. But the cupbearer, remember, the cupbearer forgot about Joseph. Ah, how disappointing it could be. Some people we help and then they forget about us. They remember us no more. They just receive the help. And ignore you forever. But this time, the cupbearer remembered. Because when Pharaoh was troubled, the cupbearer remembered Joseph, whom God used to accurately interpret the dreams of the baker and himself. He then mentioned the Hebrew. Joseph, they call those who pass the Nile, cross the Nile as Hebrews. That's why the Jews, the Israel, would be called Hebrews because they're the most who crossed the Nile. So they, will, they would be called Hebrews. He then mentioned the Hebrew who could interpret dreams. Pharaoh summoned Joseph to interpret the dreams. And we know before he faced Pharaoh, he shaved. He put in nice clothes. Is presentation important? Do you think it's important to look presentable? Do you want your pastor presentable? Why not? Can't I just wear shorts here and topsiders like I enjoy? It is. It is. 
So to respect the people, to dress properly, it is not to brag, but it is to respect the people you face, to show that you have made an effort so that there is nothing unsightly that they will see. Of course, presentability is different from overdressing. You know what overdressing is? You're wearing a leather jacket during summer. That is overdressing. The problem with the Philippines is underdressing. Not everyone, of course. Not the GCFers. Amen? Not you. I mean, you look presentable. And if ever you don't look presentable, I have eyes of faith. Okay? So I don't look what you're wearing. But I say, praise God, one day you will change this man, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, so they prepared Joseph to face Pharaoh. But you see, we know the story. We've read the story. He would be promoted to be the most powerful man in Egypt next to Pharaoh. In fact, it's the same training. What he did with Potiphar, Potiphar would only concern himself with the food he eats. It's the same that what will happen. He would take care of all of Egypt and feed the world at that time. The known world at that time would be fed through him. He was given the signet ring, meaning all his decision was as if Pharaoh said it. He was nobody. But this turning point suddenly made him the most powerful man on earth that is not royalty. He said, no one will raise a hand or raise a foot without your permission. Exage, right? But that's how Pharaoh said it. He became so powerful. He was a mini Pharaoh. God prepared Joseph for this role of becoming second in command of the most powerful nation in that place and era. If the powerful, most powerful nation today is the USA, it's the equivalent of the most powerful nation then. The only difference is in the U.S. there's so much, so much parliamentary, Congress and Senate. There, he, they could decide anything quickly. I'm not saying there are no advisors. There are. But the king or pharaoh was so powerful. But you see, it did not happen overnight. It was 13 years in the making for Joseph. 13 years. God prepared Joseph for this. To prepare Joseph for almost absolute power, God humbled him. You know, it's so dangerous if you have power, that power, without humility. Joseph had to understand what it meant being a slave, to receive orders, to be told what to do by his masters, and then winning the favor of these masters. He understood that. Because one person who has not learned to serve in a small way, it's so dangerous if that person holds so much power. God would give him so much power, but then he must go through the fire of humility, the training of humility. You want to be used by God? You want to influence others? You want leadership? Go through the fire. 
I remember in one church that, uh, first church I planted, there was a lot of youth there. And one principle that we practiced, everyone cleans the CR. You're a new member, that's actually the first task we give them. If they don't want it, they cannot be members. In fact, we, we are ready to say goodbye. Go to another group, not here. We were that strict. Everyone serves. Everyone serves. And we didn't care who you were, how rich you were, how poor you were. It doesn't matter. Everyone serves in the smallest level. Here we test you if we ask you if you can volunteer in a small way. Because if you do not want it, you're so, you're so busy, then I really don't think you can be a leader. Can you say service? service. Say humility. humility. Now, whatever you think humility is, remove it. Go to the Bible. You know, that's a problem with us. When, that's why it's good to study the Bible. It's good for the Bible to speak for itself by studying its context, not us putting our own interpretation there. Sometimes what we think as humility, it's based on how we were influenced as this is humility. But is that what the humility of the Bible is talking about? We have to look at what the Bible says and stay there. Sometimes what we think as humility is somebody who's insecure. Hello, who walks very small. Hi, you and humble na. That's our thinking sometimes. Tas yung tahimik, good character. God had to let Joseph go through that humiliation of, of being sold and losing his reputation. Rapist. Crying out loud, rapist. Ako na nga yung nagdi-deny. Ako na nagsabing ayoko. Ako pa napagbintangan. Oh, no, no. We are not those who frame others, right? But hopefully, we are not those who easily believe. Yan ang problema ng chismis. Yung sama ng loob ng iba, kinuwento sa iba, masama na rin loob mo. Sinakyan mo kasi. Ah, talaga? Galit ka na rin. That is chismis and that is bitterness that is infectious. It is like gangrene or cancer that should not be in any church. If you're like that, we deal with you directly. If you don't want to change, we ask you to leave. Because that is unacceptable. To prepare Joseph to manage all of Egypt, God put him in charge of Potiphar's affairs. And God put Joseph in charge of some responsibilities in the prison. Jesus mentioned that. He who is faithful in small things will be given bigger responsibilities. My paraphrase. But how can you be given bigger responsibilities? How can you dream of, of a huge company or, or running a huge organization if you cannot be faithful in small things? In fact, it is in the faithfulness in small things. I would say consistency in small things. Faithfulness is also consistency. Consistency in small things. And if you can't even do that, 
We can be Joseph if we want to, in some ways. If you're 90% late in your appointments, that is so bad. How can you be faithful? How can you even, how can you even not respect the time of others? Faithful in little things. If we can't even clean our own desk to make it presentable or organized at least. Faithful in small things. I was asked how to be an entrepreneur. I said, can you make 5,000 grow to 10,000? And 10,000 grow to 20,000. You start there. Don't start a company immediately. Grow 5,000 to 10. And 10 to 20. And 20 to 40. You start small. Because once you understand the principles in a smaller scale, your confidence in bigger scales will, will be there. But how can you begin? Some already want millions of investments worth to start their business. I said start with 5,000. Oh, oh, your students start with 1,000. Make it two. Then don't spend it. Don't spend it. Live on Malungay. Because it's free, right? Live on Malungay. So nutritious. And you don't spend what you make. And then the two, you make it four. Oh, everybody's going on a trip to Singapore. Don't join. The four, make it eight. Just listen to their stories and say, one day I will go there too. Or everybody's going out on summer. Or everybody's going out on Peña Franja, uh, holding a feast. The eight make it 16,000. 16,000 make 32,000. Faithful in small things. Before all of Egypt, God put him in charge in with Potiphar's affairs and the dungeon. Oh, for character. God allowed him to be seduced and falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. Test of character. You know what character is? It's not just values. It's inner strength. Can you say inner strength? When they say the character of the ship, it's not about the beauty of the ship. It's the strength of the ship. When you say the integrity of the ship, it's the strength of the ship. So when you say character, it's inner strength. You're not easily moved. You're seduced. But you don't easily give in. You don't shake. You don't sweat cold. I have to resist this. No, no, no. But you have strength to say, no. How can I betray my God? When somebody offends you, you, you get hurt. I was hurt by this guy. <laughs> Inner strength talks about character. Did he offend you? Well, he tried. Hey, you still there? I hit a nerve. I can see it in your eyes. I hit the nerve there. Wow. I should have a series on this. <laughs> Joseph, boom, sold as a slave. 
boom, sent to prison for a crime he did not commit. All part of God's plan. You feel bad? What's happening to you? A brother actually went to me once and I shared this story before to you. I was young and I didn't know the law. I still don't know the law. I'm not a lawyer, but I did learn some things from lawyers when I asked them. And he said to me, Kuya, he was young. I was young. My parents borrowed a lot of money. And they have to go abroad to work so that they can pay off this debt. Now the lawyers are, 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 are talking to me. Demand letters addressed to me saying they will send me to jail, to prison. What will I do? I didn't know how to answer. What I didn't know was he can't go to prison for, for a crime that somebody else has committed, even if they're parents. So I said to him, I just remember Joseph. I said, that would be a wonderful experience, brother. <laughs> you see, if you are sent to prison... What will I do? I will not gossip you. I will not talk about you. I will go to you and ask you what happened. And I will hear from you whether you're guilty or not. Talk is cheap, and there's so many cheap people who just love to talk. Because you might be a Joseph going through a difficult situation in life. Maybe because of your arrogance, somebody sold you out. Or maybe it's not your fault you were framed. I don't know. First thing we do is not to judge. It's hard to judge, you know why? Can you imagine how Potiphar's wife felt when he, she found out this person she framed became the most powerful man outside the royal family? <gasps> oh no. He's now the boss of my husband. Can you imagine the reversal of roles during a, a royal feast? And the prime minister, Joseph, would be there, and he would see Potiphar's wife. Hello, madam. <laughs> but Joseph was mature. We have a clue here. When he faced, in, in, in the future text, when he faced his brothers, he said, You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So I believe he did not send Potiphar's wife to the dungeon. No. But maybe he sent investigators if she committed any other crime. Maybe she would do that. But not on what he did against him because he would say, God meant it for good. If I was not in the prison, I would not have talked to the cupbearer. And I would not be connected to Pharaoh. That bad situation connected me to the king. God used that situation. No matter how bad the situation was, nowhere did we see that Joseph despaired or complained against God. Instead, Joseph made the best of every situation. Moreover, he emerged a leader every time. Ha! He emerged a leader every time. You know what? Because of the feedback of the Biblical Leadership Conference, very good feedback. We're going to do it again next year. Oh, but hopefully more of you would come. 
we offer that conference with a very low price and you did not take the time. You know how much we charge in Manila? 12 to 20,000 per head. We're doing it here for you. And we even have some visitors from other churches. I said, where are the GCF Naga people? Well, you're here. Some of the people were here, but quite a number of you, and we announced it here. You were too busy, right? Too busy. If you can't learn leadership, I don't know. Maybe you will learn the hard way like Joseph. There are two ways to learn. Learning it from others, and one is the hard way. The third one is the highway. He emerged a leader every time. Don't be afraid if some people give you the responsibility of coordinating, of managing, of leader, leading. Pastor Ed, volunteer? No payment? No, nothing. I'm not paid here. Why should you be? We want to see you serve with all your heart and show your best. Because it's not me you're trying to please. It's an opportunity for God to see you. To see you. I have to hurry. Remember these principles. In due time, God will lead His servants to their defining moments. Can you say defining moments? moments. Yes. There comes sometimes a single time in life. A single could be more than once, could be two, or it could be zero. <clears throat> a defining moment. God prepares you for a defining moment in your life. Joseph was tested in every way until he met Pharaoh. When he met Pharaoh, everything he experienced. I have no time to do the exposition right now. However, if you want to discuss it, me and my wife talk about it. It's just amazing. Pharaoh's dreams were connected to the life of Joseph. That's why his interpretation was clear, crystal clear immediately. The very life that Joseph went through, that God made him go through, and the dream of Pharaoh there connected his very life. So when he heard it, there were so many connections he was making. He so many dots he could connect. So when he said with confidence, this is the meaning of that. If we go through life trusting God, serving God, God will make those as clues for your future. Everything we go through has a meaning for our future. Everything, including now you listening to me, you sitting there, including later when you study Joseph once again in your Bible, including that. Pharaoh called for Joseph to interpret his dream since no one in his kingdom could. God set it up. One day, God will set up things for you. But if you do not follow God's word, I don't know. You'll be zero defining moment because it's your life. Because you wanted to live your life outside the kingdom of God, outside scripture. It's your life. But... In the plan of God, if we live according to the word, defining moments come. And these defining moments would be amazing. Two, God's servants must always acknowledge 
God to be the source. So when Pharaoh said, I heard you can interpret dreams, you know, Joseph said, only God will give us the meaning of your dream. Amazing. He didn't say, yes, yes, Pharaoh, I am amazing. I have experienced so many things. Let me give you my resume. Huh? I was the spy of my father. Huh? I can be your spy too. Or I could be this. I could be that. This is what I did for Potiphar. And, and this is what I did in the dungeon. No, instead of focusing on himself, he says, only God will give us the interpretation. Only God will show us. So whenever people uh, appreciate what we do, so what do we say? It is God. My favorite expression is, God is good. Everyone, some of you thank me for a sermon. I say, God is good. Why? It is through the goodness of God, the grace of God, that we were able to think about it and present it to you. Every servant of God must deflect every honor given to them and give it to God immediately. Immediately. Not because of me, but because of God. The source is always God. So friends, be careful when we give our testimonies. We always give the glory to God. Let us try not to sound, I am so good, you know. No. We train our hearts not to absorb anything. As a pastor, we have to learn that. Because it goes both ways. Whether we have to encourage somebody or we are encouraged by somebody, we are appreciated or we are rebuked, we have to empty this. Because I'm receiving it in the name of the Lord. Even people in power who do not know God, will acknowledge him. That is what happened to Pharaoh. Remember, Egypt believes in many gods. Polytheism. The Hebrews, or Joseph, Israel, believes in God, the one true God. Even Pharaoh, an idolater, who believes in many gods, recognized the one true God in Joseph. That's what we want to do because of the work of our hands and the gifts that the Lord gives us in our character. God would prepare us for that defining moment that even men of power would look to God. Application, trust in God's timing. Oh, can you say God's timing? God's timing. Okay, now that you said God's timing, please be at peace and be calm. Relax. Can you say relax? Relax. You see, one part of me is that because of gold setting and stuff like that. But one part of me is a man who should be in tune with God. Saying, what is your timing, Lord? What is your plan, O Lord? What are the steps, Lord? And trust God for it. Surrender the timing. Surrender to God's timing. When I prayed for so long and my father wasn't yet saved, still in his worldly ways, then one day 
to my surprise, he came home, visited me, I mean, in my home, and said, he said that, I'm with GCF, I'm baptized in water. Took me aback. I could not celebrate yet. Why? He was politician, I couldn't trust him. <laughs> you know, politicians, they claim a lot of things, but they do something else. But the Bible says, and you shall know them by their fruit. So, I shall wait for the fruit. I didn't know whether to celebrate or I don't want to celebrate because I might be disappointed. But then I waited weeks, months. And then I asked my mother, how is he? If you want to know if a man truly changed, you ask the wife. Oh, yeah. Amen, wives. So I asked the wife, my mother, how is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things have, have improved. He wakes up so early and reads his Bible, disturbing my sleep. <laughs> oh, he's hungry for the Word. That's one sign. One fruit, a hunger for the Word of God. At the right time, they will acknowledge God. At the right time, even people of power. My father was a powerful man before. It was hard to share to him God's word, but at the right time in God's way, they will bend their knees. Pharaoh saw that God was with Joseph. Pharaoh then made Joseph in command of all of Egypt. Let us remember that. God's timing is God's timing, not our timing. Can you say, not my timing? God's timing. Can you say to your neighbor, friend, not your timing. God's timing. So we have to chill, man. Okay? To all the teenagers here, not yet time to have a girlfriend, okay? I can't hear you. Somebody say amen. Oh, if you want to, go ahead. You know, if I don't care, I won't say it. I only say because I care. You know how many have wrecked their lives because of the mistakes of youth? How many have distributed their hearts to a point they could not gather it back into one? They're married with, with shattered hearts all over. Kaya yung mga kanta, ano mga kanta? Narinig ko lang sa radyo eh. Sana dalawa ang puso ko. Ano ba yung mga kalukuhan ng mga kantang ganun? May mga English pa. Ano yun? Oh, it's sad to belong to someone. When the right one comes along, pambihira. Yan, di pa. May reklamo siya sa asawa niya eh. Let the heart belong to God 100%. Adam did not seek a wife. He was given one. He, he focused himself on God's obligation to him. Name the creatures, take care of the garden. Focus on that, my friends. And you will see who the right one for you is. Why? As you grow in God's calling, as you grow in the skills that God wants you to do, somehow you will have an idea of what you will do for your future, young man. That's why when, when you see the other sisters, you could sense who would compliment you the best in your calling. What is the purpose of marriage? 
If you're just in the Old Testament, it's just to procreate. It's just to fill the earth. But now in the New Testament, it's much more than that. We have a higher purpose. There is a calling for each one in Christ. Once there were only prophets, now it is the people of God. Once you see it, you know the problem is now it's clear to you Then you realize you married the wrong person. It's clear to you, this is my direction. A brother was so happy to say, it's a good thing, Brad Pinigilan Mukame. Why? Because he realized he's more of a missionary and he's ready to go to the most rural, most dangerous places in the world. His girlfriend then became a U.S. Uh, a nurse in the U.S., married there, but the family is really there. That's really her direction. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine having two desires, separate direction in one marriage? No, no. It should be one direction. If that invisible cord, you know, that's why in, in wedding ceremonies, there's that cord, right? So I always say to explain the cord, well, it's just so that you can see it. But the truth is, when you're married, you have an invisible cord. If you go in separate directions, you're going to hurt each other. Can you imagine if you have two cords and both of you would go different directions? It's gonna, you know, both of them are claiming nasasakal na ako sa asawa ko. Parehong reklamo, ha? parehong statement, mag-counseling kami nsan. Nasasakal na ako sa kanya. Yun, ganun din sinasabi. Parehong nasasakal kasi magkaiba ng direksyon. Trust in God's process. Be patient. The heart, tame the heart. Tame the wily, deceptive heart. Tame it. The heart is like a wild horse. You have to tame it. You have to break it. It goes everywhere. It wants to feel a hundred things. You tame it. Trust in God's timing. Trust in His process. Be patient. And prepare for your defining moment. Prepare, prepare, prepare. How do you prepare? Know the Word of God. Develop skills and capabilities like Joseph. He made the most of everything. He got promoted as a leader again and again because his skills develop, his capabilities develop. Develop your skills. Acknowledge before men that it is God who gives us the abilities and skills. Always give the glory to God. Always give the glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. From your heart, glory to God. Mean it. Wherever you are, glory. Salamat, Lord. Binigyan mo ako ng pagkakataon. Salamat, Panginoon. Dahil sa'yo, always acknowledge God. Three, believe that God's plan might be bigger than you could imagine. I mean, would Joseph imagine that he would be prime minister? I don't think he did before. I don't think he saw it coming. All he saw was doing his best in the dungeon, in the prison. He's just doing his best there. He always does his best. Whatever work you're in, just do your best. Whatever ministry you're in, improve, improve, improve. We do not know that God's plans might be much bigger than our plans. But that's God. We should never limit God in our minds. Please do not limit God. We just have to 
develop our skills and capabilities. But if others praise us, we give glory to God. And lastly, believe that God's plan might be bigger than you can imagine. Can you say bigger? Bigger. 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 Do not limit yourself. You may make your plans, but then, you know, after you made your plans, you say, Lord, I surrender my plans to you. Yeah, draw it. Plan it. One day I will be this. One day I'll be that. Go ahead, write it. But then you surrender to God because God's plans might be different. But please do not limit God. Some of you think, ah, hanggang dito na lang, happy na ako sa ganito. Don't limit God if God can use you in, in better ways and bigger ways. Give yourself permission to improve, permission to be promoted, change your mindset. Wag kayong sasama sa opisina sa mga taong puro reklamo lang. Don't join them. Find those who want to improve, 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 and willing to put the time to improve. Because they will pull you down. And there are people na ayo malabangan. You know, crab mentality. Avoid those people. Some people just improving. They have to say something negative about them. So keep quiet about your improvement. Sometimes, you know, I met, met somebody who was in a government office in Manila. And he's adding another master's degree. And he said, you know what? No one in the office knows this. I said, why? Because they'll pull you down. Gusto nila sabay-sabay. You're sacrificing time and money and you have to wait for them. God's plan could be bigger. Remove the limits. Remove poverty mentality. You know poverty mentality? It's okay to be poor. You're closer to God. Where is that in the Bible for crying out loud? That's when the Spanish came. And the Mexicans. <laughs> and, uh, mostly Spanish. Mostly Spanish. They taught the Filipinos, it's okay to be poor, you're closer to God. But you know how they enrich themselves? You know how? And I learned this from Ateneo de Manila. They were given a horse as far as you can ride until the sun sets. That is your property. That is to a priest. So we've been taught it's okay to be poor. If you're poor and you're still poor after many years coming here, I say there we have a problem. Because one, you have to learn to work. If you don't have work, you have to learn to plant kamote. If you don't know how to plant kamote, you plant sili. <laughs> if you don't have land, you tell people, you have land, can I plant sili and 50-50? You get 50%, I get 50%. No excuse! Is it true you can actually be rich with Sealy these days? That's true. I, I don't know. I haven't verified. I just saw some posts. You know, some people can, I haven't verified the prices. Have you verified the prices? Is it really high? No, I don't, I don't believe everything on social media, okay? I want to verify. But if it's true, wow. Wow. No, it's not okay to be poor. It's not okay to be poor. I'm not saying it's a sin to be poor. It's not okay. 
When I say, I'm not saying you have to be rich, everybody has to be rich. I'm saying everybody can provide for themselves and their families if we ask God. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a prosperity preacher, okay? Oh, God. Prosperity preachers won't teach you the sufferings of Joseph. They only teach you he became prime minister. Amen. Hallelujah. That can happen to you. That's all they're going to say. But they're not going to say he went through a lot of suffering. If you're going through suffering, trust in the process of God. There is a process. Let us all rise. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunities you have given us. Teach us to make the most of it. And give us wisdom. Give us wisdom to build our capabilities that we may work well and glorify you. Teach us, Lord, to point to you always with whatever gifts and skills we have. To point always that it was because of you. Because of the grace of God. Like Paul said, I am what I am because of the grace of God. We are what we are, whatever good in us, whatever skills we have, because of the grace of God. Yet because of that grace, Lord, we pray, develop more our skills and talents as well, Lord. Develop us, Lord. So that when the defining moment arrives that you have set up before us, we would be prepared. We would face the pharaohs of this land. We would face whatever situation and achieve what you want us to achieve in this life. And Lord, we remove the barriers in our minds. There are no barriers with you. Our minds may give us limitations, but you have no limitations. We praise you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.